I'm going to read from notes as well because some of this stuff is hot off the press. As of this morning, you can ask Lorraine. I've been, you know, writing notes and just getting little things from God and um, that I really want to share with you. And today we're going to focus on, on, on the Father heart of God and why that's really important and why he really wants us to, to know his love for us in, a, in an intimate and a deep manner. So like anything else, the best way I can do this is, um, is the only way I know how, with slides. So, uh, with some slides. So, I'm going to kick off at the, at the, at the end as such um, and, and actually give a conclusion. Right? If it was a thesis, this would be the very, very good start of a thesis. Uh, you do your conclusion at the very start. Right? But let's give it a crack. Next, next slide there, Patrice. That's love, isn't it? And then Patrice is straight down the back having to do slides. So, this here, um, a key aspect of our, of our Christian walk um, is uh, our walk into a deeper revelation of God's unconditional and unfailing love for us. Uh, what struck me when I was studying this, uh, I think it was about four or five weeks ago that Rob mentioned this, um, I, I, I want to live in what, what I'm teaching, really. I want to try and delve in it, live in it. I step into, into the Word. I ask, ask the Lord to, look, really guide me in this, because to be honest with you, I won't have a clue without your guidance. So um, what I have... What I have noticed with this statement, um, when I came to the conclusion that this is one of the key aspects, the key question for me was, well, um, it is a journey uh, into, into God's love. And have I come to the pinnacle of understanding God's love for me? Have I come to that journey, that stop point? The answer is no, because I, I need to walk deeper and deeper and deeper into his intimacy. And the word says that his love is unending. It is endless unfathomable so we have a journey as Christians in this part of our existence to walk deeper into that intimacy one aspect that that um, that came to mind and, and, and really as I read scripture is this is one of the key things that the enemy does not want you to know he does not want you to understand to get revelation of how much God loves you because that means you will walk not spreading the good news because what what other good news is there other than the love of God? This is hotly contested. If, uh, just recently, I, I started to listen to the, the Screwtape Letters. Uh, it's also in a book from, from C.S. Lewis. It's amazing. It'll blow your mind. Um, and it, the, the pretext of that, those books is a letter from hell to tormentors on earth. So, you know, there's an Uncle Screwtape who is a demon in hell. And he's writing letters to, to his tormentor nephew who's tormenting human beings on behalf of their, their, their king, right? And in that, C.S. Lewis does a brilliant job at taking out how the enemy detests God's love for us. Can't understand it, doesn't want us to get a grip of it because he knows what would unleash on earth if we really keep on walking into the depths of love that God has for us. Next. So this is the anchor text. Um, this is from uh, Matthew 22:37 to 40. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your, all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, on these two commandments depend the law and the prophets. So I, I've read this scripture so many times, and again, uh, happy to say that uh, 
the first bit, I want to love the Lord my God with all I have. Right? And, and as a Christian, that's, that's a walk to do. And I, I, I feel in my heart that I tick a box. But what about when we get to the next bit? The neighbor and, uh, and yourself, dare I say it. C.S. Lewis says, what a horrible command if the, the love yourself bit, if you don't love yourself, if you don't see the reflection of how God, lo- God loves you and you don't love yourself in that. What a horrible command to love somebody else as little as you or as much as you love yourself. What's clear to me as I read through scripture and other commentaries of this is that the first part is we have to understand how much God loves us in order for us to even contemplate loving our neighbor. Because out of my heart, I know I've loved with condition. I've loved with shortfalls. I've loved with agendas, right? And a massive conviction for me around particular things uh, in my life and relationships in my life where I haven't gone and reflected God's love for me to others because I haven't understood how deep his love is for me. So this is what we're going to unpack in knowing his love for us. Uh, what a world we would leave a legacy of if we really do understand his love for us. Thanks, Patrice. Um, so, so looking at this thing called love, right? Sounds like a song. I'm not going to sing it. Uh, this is not an exhaustive list, but I, I really had a tough time going, Lord, I'm, lo- I'm talking about love here. This is, this is mega. So uh, as I went through prayer, and I just got this image of gold and diamonds. And I was like, okay, where are we going with this? Gold and diamonds have characteristics, just like love. Love is an entity. Love is a thing. Is a, not just emotion. If you're scientifically tuned, uh, you know, at the moment you'll probably struggle with this, but it, it, it is an entity in itself. It has characteristics like, diamond, like a diamond or like, um, or like gold. It is pure. You can see it's beautiful. It's patient, it's kind, it's caring, it's giving, it's joyous, it's not envious, not boastful, not proud, not self-seeking, not rude, not quick to anger. The list is actually endless. The list goes on. But what I found very clearly, like a diamond has properties, but if you don't do anything with that diamond, it stays as it is, stays properties. That's all it is. God gives us an example of how exactly he applies. So God's application of love is exactly how we are to apply, apply his love. These are only examples I, I would invite you to, to delve deeper into scripture to look at other applications of how God takes this priceless, beautiful entity and applies it to our lives. Scripture tells us, 1 John 3, 1 tells us he, he gives it to us lavishly. Unconditional, never failing, endless, immovable, faithful, selfless, sacrificial. And we see that in the Christmas story, how sacrificial actually it was. That he gave his most precious, precious thing so that we would know his love. Not just be redeemed back then, but know his love and know his love deeply. So, the, where I went, to, went, went with this next, and, and again, this is the bit that's fresh off the press, so again, I have to read notes on my apologies. I literally only got this this morning. Um, 
in the prodigal son, um, you have a story. And, and there's part of it that I never understood, and literally only till this morning. You have a father who absolutely adores his child, thinks, he's, thinks the, his son is dead. Right? Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of an Irish version this morning, if that's okay. So imagine, son comes back, father's having a party, like really overjoyed, over overjoyed. Gives him a ring, you know, the cloak, the big party, etc. In Irish culture, because of the religious background and other things that have happened in our, in our past, we have an issue with accepting love. If, it, if this was written by an Irish person, I'm convinced that the prodigal son would have said, no, no, it's fine. Uh, no, no, I, I'll stay with the pigs. I, I'll clean up, I'll clean up. We have an issue with, with taking and receiving that love. So here would be the father left with the ring, the cloak, everything, the big party set up in order. And then that would be refused. Religion does that. And fear of abandonment, the fear of rejection. When I was praying about this, I said, look, Lord, why, why do... Why do Christians have an issue with accepting the depth of your love, the real depth, and clear as day, because they fear I will reject them again? That is not going to happen. You just saw the pieces, the parts of God's love, unconditional, lavish. But yeah, I, and I've been there. I've been there where I go, listen, if I clean the pig's die, I'll still be good. Yeah, we're still good. And I refuse the party. I refuse. I'll, I'll accept it for somebody else. Like that's my, my, my gospel message. I go, God loves you. And then you hear a little voice in the head going, yeah, but that's for somebody else. It's not the case. Absolutely not the case. Because what is our gospel message if it's not the unconditional, lavish love of God? And that's the rub, really. That's the core message of the gospel. This simple message of God's love. The last thing that hit me this morning when I was playing with Hannah, that the, the father and the son, what the father got back from his son was all the memories when he was a babe. All the things that he thought was dead. God gets that back with you. That's why he rejoices. You were dead. You accepted Jesus. He gets all those times that he saw you play ball. He saw you skip. He saw you with your mates when you were a kid. He gets them back just like the product, just like the father and prodigal son. That's why he was so overjoyed. That's why he wouldn't accept. You're not going out to the pig's toy. Not a hope. I get you back. I've gotten you back. You're my babe. So he gets all of those memories back. Hit me like a ton of bricks this morning when I was playing with my own babe. Imagine if I'd lost her, but I'd get her back. All of those memories don't hurt anymore. They become joyous, little treasures along the way. And is that hard for you to receive into your heart? Picture yourself as a little child, or one of your favorite things you did, right? that innocence, that beauty, before stuff happened in your life, right? I was going to say something else. Before stuff happened in your life, God was there glorifying over you. Stuff happened. You accepted God. You accepted Jesus, his free gift. And that's why he says there is rejoicing in heaven. Because he gets you back. He got you back. As a babe, that hit me like a, 
like a, like a, like a rocket this morning. All of it's redeemed. So, how do we get deeper into this love? Um, this is where it probably a little bit of a tougher message this morning. And I've been uh, a few years ago, I did a course on um, on addiction online and stuff like that. I didn't have a clue why I was doing it, because but now I get it, because it's an area of of, of real passion for me at the moment. And this intimacy with God, as as for Christians, is under massive attack. We are so distracted now from the intimacy and being alone with God. I read this scripture, 2, uh, 2 Corinthians 11.3. You can mark it down. I didn't put it up. Uh, some things are fresh off the press, as I said. Um, but it talks about Paul warning Christians, be careful of the enemy cunning. Because it happened to Eve in the garden where she lost her devotion to God. And that word devotion is about time. It's about sitting, sitting deeply in your relationship with God. And if it can happen to Eve, imagine, right? First creation, walking in the garden with God all the time. And she lost her devotion to God. And I really feel, for me particularly as well, right? This is a message for me. I won't find God on Facebook. He's sitting on the wall waiting for me to go back to him and sit deeply and in an intimate setting with him. And I pray that over this Christmas period that you get that setting too. That you take time to cultivate time alone with God. Because that's where he unravels the secrets of his deep love for you. Time with him. He'll be sitting there waiting for his babe. There is so much trauma in the world that will take your, your you take distraction away. Everything on Facebook, everything on 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 social media, family, everything is looking to take you away from getting a deeper revelation of God's love for you. There's only so much trauma a person can take. Facebook is full of it, and the enemy would love just to fill your head with issues that are happening in Africa, issues that are happening in everywhere else. And that's great, don't get me wrong, that you could pray for those things, but there's, a lot of it is distraction, and we go... It finds a place in our minds and in our hearts that is filling where God should be first. And I get a massive call for me, and maybe hopefully it lands for you, is to come back and find your first love again. Go back and find your first love again. So, um, yeah, nice one. Thank you. So, uh, what I, I, I love, um, there's a certain thing I love doing. I love taking scripture and just writing a little proclamation or a little sentence or a paragraph of certain scriptures that I can just let hit home and talk in, in not normal language or just, just bring it home for me. And I just want to say this statement to you, right? This is how we go deeper into his love. Seek him in stillness and in quiet. God loves this. He loves time with you. You will find him. He promises this. He wants you to experience his love. So watch, here's the, here's the scripture that that's all from. I won't go through the scriptures. But there are all the scriptures that are about that. Be still, know that I am God. It's really difficult, isn't it? One of the most difficult things to do. But he said, be still and know that I am God. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. 
And then I'll read the last one. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So, uh, thank God my wife isn't here because I'm going to give a, a Matrix reference. It's unplugging from the Matrix. And she, she'd probably hear this and batter me, but that's good. She's not here. It doesn't matter. So, just to close, um, top and tail with scripture. Um, this scripture uh, was unbelievable. When I went through all of this and then given this scripture, it's uh, 1 John 4, 16 to 21. Let's just have a quick read of it. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, is, uh, by this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is so, um, also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Our fears have to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he loved us first. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he, does not, uh, he, he who does not love his brother, whom he has uh, seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Patrice, if you click on... Please, yeah. And this wraps it all up. Everything that I've been trying to just, I suppose, reveal to you guys, or even not uh, to just talk about, is that it is so important to be in his love first and understand his love. So the first part here you can see is knowing, believing, and accepting. As Christians, sometimes we have a massive issue with accepting that love and knowing deeply. If you're not getting love from the Father and knowing deeply, you're getting it from somewhere because we're human beings, we need it. So where are you getting that love from or that sense of self-identity? Because everyone has one. If you're not getting it from God, we're getting it from somewhere else. And the second bit there, it's binding and immovable. Evidence of his love is the third part. So we've no fear. That fear of rejection or him rejecting us again, it's gone remove it it no longer should exist love comes from God that's the first place it comes from so back to my example earlier on I was giving love but it certainly wasn't God's love and then only from him and only from that knowing his love can we reflect real love and what a difference that would make to the world a massive impact that would make to the world so Let's, let's pray. Work with, go with me on this, right? Um, it's a prayer that uh, I feel has been given from God. Um, took notes on it the other day, and it really impacted my, my heart. So, so let's just go with it. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for how you expressed that love through your son, Jesus, that you gave it all for us. Thank you that you loved us first. I love you. Father, I confess I have put other things first. Those times that I have not accepted your love, the times that the truth I sat in false humility in religion 
where I just didn't accept your simple message of your love as your son or as your daughter where I've reduced your love to conditionality and when your word says it's unconditional, unfathomable and lavish. And in this, Lord, I confess that I've called your character into question. I don't want that anymore. I want to know the deep, lavish love that you have for me. I repent of those ways. I repent trying to make my life work outside of your love. Trying to prove something to you. Something that I don't need to prove. I give it all back to you. I consecrate my life back to you, Father. I give it all back to you. Take my agenda. Take my plan. Take anything that is not of you. Because it's the only one thing that will set me free is your love. I only want to seek one thing, Lord, is your kingdom. My place in your kingdom. Our relationship together. And your love. Thank you for your son who we celebrate as he began his rescue mission those many years ago, a rescue mission to bring us your love. We accept that love now, God. Surround us, surround our families with your love. Lord, I pray for everyone here today that they get a supernatural awareness and revelation of your love because it not only just covers a multitude of sin and I'm banking on that, Lord, but it is the only way that we can set the world alight and it is the only message that we can give to the world. And Lord, we want to just give your love to the world. We want to be a reflective glory, a reflective love, a reflective people of you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for its truth. Lord, for some hearts here, catch them that need to hear and have not accepted that you have unconditional love and that fear of rejection from you is not true and it's a lie from the enemy and we bind it and banish it in Jesus' name. We love you. Lord, would you take our agendas this Christmas time? Take all the plans that we have, we consecrate them back to you. You're welcome in this Christmas period. We want you. It's You're the reason why we celebrate this time. Can you take it back from us? Can you, can you just make it all work with families, issues? Can we just give it all to you so that we can understand and step into your love this Christmas? Lord, give us the times and give us the sight to see the times this Christmas where you want us to show your love, your unconditional love, your lavish love, that you've given us. You've lavished love on us. You just take those agendas, take them away. And Lord, can you take our time so that we get time with you alone to be healed, to get revelation that we are your babes. You gave us your babes so you get your babes back. We thank you for that. We lift your name on high. Jesus, thank you for everything you've done. You, you, you landed on earth. You set in motion the greatest rescue. And we thank you for that rescue. We love you. We lift your name on high. We ask all of this through your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.